0: So podcasting is not easy. There's so much that goes into it. And the first thing that we would recommend outsourcing would be your podcast editing. And in this episode, I'm going to give you six tips for hiring a podcast editor. And we're starting right now. Hey, Podcastero. Welcome to the Pod Sound School Podcast. I'm Studio Steve and I'm flying solo for this episode. My usual co-host Veronica will not be here with us. I wanted to pop in and do a quick episode about how you can find a really good podcast editor. So I'm going to be giving you six tips that you can follow. I will also leave some of these notes to what I will be talking about in this episode's description. So you can go down there into the episode description and copy and paste this. So you have questions that you can actually ask your potential new podcast editor. Okay. So let's just get right to it. But before we do, I want to reiterate that it's a really good idea to think about outsourcing the editing for your show. It can take a long time, three to six hours. Some of us will spend editing our podcast episode, and you have a lot of talents that you bring to the table with your show. If you can get somebody to help you with the editing, that frees up all that time you can put into show development, research, planning, promotion, and overall just that much extra time you can put into building your brand and making more things happen with your content online. This one hire alone is going to be a huge game changer for you. So congratulations on considering this. And now let's talk about the six tips you can put to use to find the perfect podcast editor for you. Okay, tip number one. Check your recording quality. So this is just a good place to start. Maybe you've heard the expression "garbage in" or "garbage out," or my favorite expression: "You can polish a turd, but it's still just a piece of." Sh-. The best audio wizard in the world is not really going to be able to do much with an audio file that sounds like garbage. So we just want to check to make sure that we're recording in a nice, clean, good sounding room, that we're using good microphone technique and that we've done a little research as far as how to improve the overall sound quality of our recordings. I have a video on YouTube that I will leave the link for in this episode's description that discusses some of these things, how you can get better sounding quality audio before you even edit it or send it to an editor. And Number two, pick a service. So now we've got to find the editor, right? And there's a lot of places you can look to find editors. The first place a lot of people go is Fiverr. And there are a ton of talented people on Fiverr. The other place is Upwork. And we personally have had a lot of success with Upwork and know many people who have also found great editors on Upwork. You can also just Google podcast editing and you'll find some big editing companies that staff lots of editors and they usually have package deals and things that you can work with these companies for maybe a little bit more of a cookie cutter editing type of situation. But there are benefits to both sides, either going the indie route with an independent podcast editor or going with a company that staffs a lot of editors. You can get really good results with either one. Some of those that will pop up when you search for that are We Edit Podcasts and also PodLab. I'll leave some links for those below. We are lucky enough to work with an awesome podcast editor, Daniela. She does a great job with our podcast. She's wonderful to work with, and she may have an opening for you. So I will leave her website information in this episode's description as well. Number three. Ask for a portfolio or examples of their work. So once we start scouting out and finding and spying on these podcast editors, either on Upwork or Fiverr or wherever, we want to hear examples of their work. And this is another reason I tend to prefer the independent contractor style podcast editor because you can actually hear their work and communicate directly with your podcast editor without having to communicate through a middleman of sorts. So before we even get into conversation with them about their rates or setting up a call or anything like that, we should first ask if we can hear an example of their work. This one thing alone will really help us to fish through the editors that we don't like. We want to hear work that we just already say, oh, that sounds really good. And then that's a safe place to proceed. And also brings us to number four, and that's to schedule a video call. I really like to do this, and I would really advise to do this because it's a good opportunity when you get somebody on the video call to vibe them out, to see if your personalities are a match. Is this someone you feel like you could communicate with? What happens if they send you a mix that you don't like? Do they have the type of personality and do you kind of vibe with them in a way that you could say, hey, I don't like that. Could you replace it for me? And is it just overall, do you get a good vibe from the person? Then once you're on that video call, it's a perfect opportunity to negotiate your rate, to find out how much they charge, to let them know what your budget is, and to also talk about the specifics of your production. So when you're talking about the specifics of your production, you want to let them know in that phone call if you want music put in, if you'd like to have sound effects, if you want all of the filler words, the ums and the uhs and things like that removed. And just if you have a vision for how you'd like your podcast to sound, the more specific you could be, the more accurate of a quote they can give you about their their prices and what they charge for their editing services. And then in that call, That's going to move on to my favorite one of these, and that's number five. Number five. Know the lingo and talk some shop. So this one's important for me. And I am an audio engineer. I'm an audio guy. I'm also a podcast editor. I've edited thousands of podcast episodes. So you might not be interested in the audio editing side of things. Maybe that's even the reason that you're motivated to find a podcast editor because you don't want to talk shop. You don't want to know the lingo. You don't want to know what the thingy ma is, as Veronica says, or what a compressor is, or what a limiter is, or what any of that stuff is. You just want to hand it off to somebody and have them do the work for you. But it's always in your advantage to at least take some time to learn some of the lingo, to learn what some of these things do, and to learn what tools or plugins that podcast editors are using to make your podcast sound the way they do. So that's what we're going to talk about. And this specifically is what I'm going to leave in the notes of this episode description. So these can be questions that you can ask your podcast editor, but they can also be terms that you can search for on Google to learn a little bit more. And we also have a ton of videos on our YouTube channel where I go through some of the specifics of these tools that we're going to talk about. Don't worry, hang with me. You're going to really appreciate that you went through and at least learned some of this lingo. And then of course, if you're already know all this lingo, then you'll probably enjoy hearing me talk about it because I love hearing people talk about stuff like this. So for me, the first thing I would have to ask an editor The very first question, hands down, would be, what DAW are you using? And DAW stands for Digital Audio Workstation, that's just the audio editing software. So it's easy for me to get precious about this one because I have my favorites, and the truth is that there are tons of different audio editing software, and there are people who are making really incredible professional results in all of them. So there may be one that you prefer them to use over another, maybe because you're familiar with one and you would like to work with somebody and maybe occasionally be able to share that type of file with each other. But I'll just break down some of the more common ones and the ones I would prefer to hear my podcast editor uses. And those would be the professional solutions. The first would be Pro Tools, then Adobe Audition. Then you could do Logic Pro, which is basically upgraded GarageBand on a Mac computer, but a really good professional solution. Then there's also the Steinberg family of DAWs. So Nuendo or Cubase you may have heard of. And there's so many more. There's Avid. There's Hindenburg, you can get some pretty good results with. And there's a ton that I'm leaving out, but those are the top contenders. Adobe Audition Pro Tools are the top contenders that you would be in really good hands with somebody who is a professional at one of those solutions. The other solution that is a great solution is Reaper, Reaper Reaper.fm, and Reaper is a wonderful and can be used in many professional applications. It's also one that I do teach a course in called Reaper for Podcasters. I chose to teach Reaper because it's cheaper than Pro Tools. It's a one time $60 versus a one six $600 for Pro Tools. And it's a little more accessible for indie podcasters, but it has a very similar interface to it that Pro Tools has. So when you're ready to upgrade to Pro Tools, Reaper's a really good option. So if you also are just interested in becoming a really great podcast editor, I do have that course. You can find it by going to podcastingsmart.com slash R4P, which is Reaper for Podcasters. I will also leave the link for that right here in the episode description. Now, there's two others on the list that come up a lot when it comes to podcast editing or DAW solutions, and that's Audacity and GarageBand. Now, Audacity, many, many people currently, as we speak, are putting professional podcasts on the directories using Audacity. Audacity is a free solution on both PC and Mac, and for me, it might raise a few red flags when I'm interviewing a podcast editor. So I would just ask them, why do you choose to use Audacity? And just kind of take that conversation a few more places, because I would be concerned that my podcast editor would be willing to invest in more professional solutions than Audacity so that they can save more time and then also just have a better experience altogether. Audacity does something called destructive recording. So for me, it's a big no-no, but it wouldn't have to be a complete deal breaker for a podcast editor if they're using Audacity. But I would be careful with that one okay and then the second question i would have to ask is what noise reduction solution or plugins or software do you use and some of the common ones for that would be the isotope company and isotope has i believe the most recent one is rx9 i'm still using the rx7 myself and i get really good results from it and that is kind of what they use in film production and professional audio production. It's a pretty expensive pack of plugins so it's really great if you hear that they're using the RX or the isotope solution. And then another really great one that's popped up recently in my radar is the NS1 and is in Nancy and that's a Waves plugin. It's a really cool noise reduction plugin And it just does a great job and sounds really seamless. And it combines a D reverb and a D noise and a noise gate and a D hum and buzz and all this stuff all into one simple knob that you just press. Again, here, there's so many different things they can use for noise reduction. They can also try to get noise cancellation from capturing the room tone from your recordings. And that could be a conversation you have as well. But it's important that you kind of understand and you can talk to the shop about this a little bit because noise reduction is huge. It's very common for us podcasters to be using dynamic microphones that are really gain-hungry and we usually always have a little preamp noise in there or a little audio interface buzz or a little USB microphone buzz or our computer's running in the background because we're recording right next to our computer with our USB microphone. All of those buzzes or that slight hum of our AC unit that we just can't get rid of that's also being captured subtly in the recording, that's where noise reduction comes in. And there's some really impressive software out there and you want to make sure that your podcast editor uses it, knows how it works and can talk shop with you about that. And then the next thing on the list is a favorite passion of mine and it's compression. Compression is the most used tool in audio production. I love compression and simply put what it does is it makes what's louder quieter and it makes what's quieter louder. It squeezes your audio together in a more manageable piece that can be delivered and broadcasted more professionally. It sounds juicy and warm and fat and all those delicious adjectives you could put to it. Different compressors have different qualities that they will give to the signal that's being ran through the compressor So there's not really one compressor that a podcast editor ought to be using, but it's worth asking them what compressor they use, taking note of it and then Googling it after and just kind of vibe for yourself if you think that's a cool compressor. And you really don't have to spend too long talking about these things, but you just wanna make sure that they can talk about these things. And it sounds like they actually do know what they're talking about and that they do have a background in audio production. So then the next thing I would say is, Do you use a lot of EQ or what EQ? How do you like to EQ your podcast voices? And maybe you don't really know what EQ is or maybe it hurts and you just want to stop listening to this episode right off the bat. But hang with me. EQ is just equalization and it really has to do with the color of our voices and the frequencies of our voices. It is measured in hertz and it goes all the way from 20 hertz up to 20,000 hertz or 20 kilohertz or kilohertz. And along that whole range of our human hearing, there's the low frequencies, the mid frequencies, and the high frequencies. And there's all sorts of things that we can do when we're editing a podcast to play with those frequencies a little bit when problems arise, specifically. And one of those are plosives and different rumbles or hums or low things that we can cut out when we cut out from 80 Hertz and below, and that's a pretty common, what's called a high pass filter uh, that we put on in our EQ unit. So you just get them talking a little bit about EQ and see what their responses are. And something else that kind of falls into the EQ family and also the dynamics family of effects is de Do you use a de My voice is really sibilant and my guests all have really sibilant voices and those high S noises really bother me. Do you use a de-esser? If you don't know what a de is, maybe you do now, it, it subdues the harsh S noises. So those are just all sort of common plugins that all that podcast editors are going to be using a lot. Noise reduction, compression, EQ, de and then also noise gates, it goes into the noise reduction, trying to eliminate noise. And then the last one would be mastering. You could ask them about what limiter do you use? Uh, what mastering effects do you use? But other than that, enough of that conversation will let you know if they're really an audio professional, if you feel good moving forward with them. And then that is enough for you to move on to number six, the sixth and final tip of this riveting and amazing episode is test the waters. Try them out. Here, it's a good idea to have some podcast episodes already in the bag that you can, when you're shopping for a podcast editor, you can have them try out. It's not even a bad idea to audition a couple different podcast editors at the same time. So have a small handful of episodes ready for them to test out and just say to them in that same video interview that you're having to start with, say, well, let's try it out. Your rate sounds really great. I listened to what you did. It sounds really good. Uh, What's your turnaround time? Find out what their turnaround time is and then give them access to a Google Drive or a way to share your file with them and just see how that whole communication goes and see if they honor their turnaround time. And when you get the audio file back from them, does it sound really good? Does it meet your expectations? And if it does, try out a few more episodes of that editor and eventually you're gonna have a wonderful and amazing relationship and you'll be so happy you did this. But a final word of warning there, if things aren't working out or if you aren't completely impressed by what you hear, the very first file you get back from them, that is a great time to really communicate a lot and to say, I didn't like this, or to find something that you can ask for a revision for. Even if you don't really think you need a revision, find something to ask them to revise just so that you can test the waters with them, how they act with revisions and how long their turnaround time is with revisions because week by week it can get stressful and you want somebody that can be flexible and work with you that you can just vibe out with. So it's a journey And don't be afraid to stand up for yourself. This is your podcast. Don't be afraid to have difficult conversations and to say, you know what, this isn't working out and to continue looking for another editor. Many times we get lucky and we just find the best editor and it just kind of comes to us from the universe like Daniela did for us. Or sometimes we have to really search and try and work with a few different editors until we find one that really fits. I hope you found that really helpful. Again, if you are more interested in learning about audio production and you're like, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to open up my brain and learn. I know it's going to keep me younger and I'm tired of Studio Steve sounding like he knows so much that jerk. Then we have a ton of really cool videos on YouTube that you can check out that we really dive into some of these things I'm passionate about as far as audio production terms and things like that. But I hope you found this helpful. Let us know. You can find us at Pod Sound School on all of the social media platforms. And until next time, keep up the good work and happy casting.